listening to Cast Iron Shorts. I'm Michelle Donkin. This is our short story podcast, and earlier this evening, this story didn't exist. The way it works is that we do a call out for words on our social media network, and we use those words to inspire a story. It's the 1st of June, 2020, and tonight it's my turn to write the story. The words you gave me tonight were scallywag, possible, farm, brother, brains, and viking. This is my brother, the viking. It's pretty possible, I suppose, that some people have normal lives. It's also possible that most people think their own lives are super interesting and exciting and that it's only everyone else who has a normal life. Normal, in this case, being dull, let's be honest. So, yeah, I suppose it's possible that some people have normal lives and upbringings and families and live in normal houses and have normal sorts of hopes and dreams. I'm not normal. No one would call me normal. I'm a bit of a dreamer. I always have been, and I hope I always will be. My family aren't normal. Which is really what makes me so very unnormal, because maybe if they weren't so different, I'd just be a daydreamy sort of person who likes trains and stories. Yeah, I think that sounds right. It's my family who are the different ones. Although there is something different about me. There's my mum and dad. They were actual trapeze artists in their youth, for real. They met on the road having both run away to the circus, and the moment they met, it was love at first sight. They were quite famous back a while ago. Their stunts were legendary. Of course, they had to stop with all the trapezing when they got a little older, and by the time my older brother Jason came along, they were running a circus of their own. They liked the freedom, and they got to do things their own way. Nothing's a problem for circus people. We just bury our troubles behind us and off we go. When he was a boy, Jason was the king of the circus, at least in his mind. He would love sitting in the vans and being driven around the country, helping to set up and being a scallywag, showing off in front of all of the local kids. Of course, he knew everyone who worked in the tents and the stalls and they knew him being that he was the kid of the owner. It probably paid to be nice to him, and Jason would lap it up, free candy floss and sweeties and piggybacks and treats. As far as he was concerned, he was loved by everyone and everyone loved him. Not to say that he wasn't sweet enough not to be loved, but you get my point about him being the kid of the bosses. So Jason wasn't normal either. He was a circus kid, and the king of the world since he was a baby. He grew up wanting to be a lion tamer, though we never had any animals back then. Those times were long, long past. Still, 
Jason didn't want what other kids wanted, and that's the point. He was strong enough to help put up the tents at six. He learned to drive a truck when he was seven, just around the lanes of some farm or other. And he was the best trapeze artist that they had at the circus by the age of 11. Now he's grown up, he's more interested in being a strong man. You should see him bend metal. It's crazy. He's growing out his curly red hair and his tufty red beard and playing with the stage name The Viking. He still does a bit of trapeze here and there, but it's all about the bodybuilding and strength now. You know what boys are like. Everyone doted on Jason until I was born. He never really forgave me for that, though he pretended he did. He used to call me Mistake, and I answered to it right enough, until my mother heard him name me and gave him a piece of her mind and a grounding. And a circus grounding is a thing. He wasn't allowed on the trapeze, lapping up the applause for a month. It turned out that mistake was what he called me, not because I was clumsy and gawkish, which I am, but Jason called me mistake because I was in fact born so late in my parents' marriage that he considered it could not have been a planned thing. When I found out that was why he'd been grounded, my mother explaining the insult in a careful way as she could, I laughed solidly for about two hours. As if Jason had been the first one to think I was a mistake. I'd sort of realised that since I was old enough to sit up straight and look at how tall my sibling was. Now, I get why it was an insult, in a way, but there's no way that I thought I was an unhappy mistake. More of, what is it they say? Oh, that's it. A happy accident. I never once felt unloved or unlovable. So, to me... It was just funny. Well, that's my strange little family and why they're not normal. But me, why am I not normal? Well, like my parents and my brother do trapeze with their bodies flitting around and flying through the air, I can do something too. I can see what's inside someone's brains. See, I knew that would surprise you. Now, I'm not a mind reader, no. Not exactly, anyway but I can feel the sense of a thought or a way of thinking and it helps me in life. I feel quite lucky. I don't tell a lot of people except my family. They're not the sort who would roll me out and make me perform for money. Those circus days are long gone too. I might one day read fortunes, but for now I'm pretty happy just helping out where I can. The way I helped out tonight, you see, was really crucial. Don't you get it? See, my family aren't normal. They don't put their money in banks or anywhere proper like that. They store their money around the vans and in a hundred secret hiding places in the circus get-up. And that's just the way it is. It's the way we are. You see, tonight, I saw you. I'm not a kid anymore. Next year, I'll be 18. And, let's be honest, when someone who looks like you walks into a place, someone like me notices. It must be a bit of a burden looking as good as you do. You turn heads. That can't be a benefit if you're a thief. You shouldn't look so surprised. 
though your innocent face is pretty smouldering, remember I can see what's in your brain. I'm not a mind reader, but I do see images, and what I saw in your brain when you walked around the circus tents tonight was a picture as clear as day. You speaking to Brian Smith, that man my dad let go last month. Yeah, now the innocent facial expression has changed. Surprise suits you even better. You know Brian Smith, don't you? I saw you both hatching your plan in a pub somewhere in your mind. I saw how he explained where he'd found some of my family's money. How he knew there was more of it, if you could just get to it. He drew you pictures of the van. Then I saw him tell you that his face wasn't going to pass through the circus unnoticed. But yours would. He was wrong about that. He had forgotten to count me into the equation and work out just quite how bored I get surrounded by the same circus types day in and day out. How I look at normal people like you and I see something a little bit interesting sometimes. How I like to study people. He didn't know, couldn't know, how I can see into people's brains. It's no use begging. You're very charming and I'm sure that if I let you go, we would have a really nice time. But I'd feel like I was using you. And I'm pretty sure that this sort of thing isn't the solid ground you'd want a romance to begin on. And it's really no use struggling. Those knots are pretty tight. Jason will be along soon enough. And he'll make it really quick. Don't worry. He's strong. He can bend metal without too much fuss at all. Quick as a flash, you'll be gone. Lights out. Nothing. Jason's a softie, really, but he's a good brother. My parents will deal with the rest and we'll be on our way. Burying our troubles and moving on. It's a nice way to live, really. It's freedom. I'm not saying I don't wish we were normal sometimes. I'm not saying that I don't sometimes wish we'd use a bank account like normal people. But would I want to be normal? Normal? Like you? Nah. I'd rather be different. Ah, here's my brother now. I knew he wouldn't keep us waiting. <laughs>